The sky is not the limit. The Aviation Data Podcast by Skywise. Hello and welcome to The Sky's Not the Limit. In this series of podcasts, we'll be discussing the magic ingredient in almost all developments in aeronautics today, data. In today's programme, we're focusing specifically on the literally fundamental role data plays in aircraft health monitoring. And I'm here to get some expert insight from our guest. Chris Marku, hello. Hey, hey, Vanessa, hello. Now, you're head of technical operations at IATA, the International Air Transport Association, so you're particularly well-placed to talk to us about health monitoring. But before we start on the serious stuff, I have a personal question for you. What was your dream job when you were a little boy? (laughs) Actually, I wanted to be an astronaut. It was the Apollo program, going to the moon. Then I wanted to be a pilot. That became difficult. I had short sighting issues and I realized that it's better to become an engineer, an aircraft engineer. So that's kind of how it ended up. I love aviation. That's why I'm here. So over the last few years, there has been growing deployment of what we call health monitoring. How do you define it? It's really something that is coming into play right now as as we speak, actually. So health monitor involves the various sensors and other instruments that are on board to capture certain activities that are happening on the aircraft. So we monitor certain elements. Uh, I can start with uh, temperatures, with pressures, with acceleration, with vibration, and then use these to kind of understand what is happening to the aircraft on, on a long time, to the specific system that we are looking for. If the aircraft is operating properly, we will see not a change that is happening. But once we start seeing small changes in this and there are trends in these activities that we monitor, then it's time for us to act in order to avoid a future failure. I would kind of find it similar to our health. We go and do checks on an annual basis. So we're trying to see some predictors, let's say cholesterol levels. So they are kind of predictors of what may happen later in your life. And that's why you are prescribed drugs or a different lifestyle in order to be better. And similar is for for the aircraft. Okay. So the health of aircraft hasn't always been monitored in the way that it is monitored now. That's true. In the past, it was uh, very difficult for us to have data during the flight. We didn't have systems to record or sensors to measure and monitor what is happening. So a lot of activities were happening with a pen and uh, pencil and, and paper as we could capture certain events at different times. Uh, now we have the, the ability and the systems and the sensors that we can capture continuously what is happening to a specific aircraft system. And that provides a, a significant advantage. So if we have something that we have to do once a year, now we can do this pretty much every second and find out exactly when something will happen or may happen given on the specific trend we are monitoring. Okay, so yeah, a big change. Did health monitoring start off with aeroplanes? 
no helicopters and, and engines were really the pioneers in uh, implementing health monitoring. Actually, for engines, it's, it was called engine condition monitoring or engine trend monitoring. So uh, a number of airlines, a number of engine manufacturers started measuring what is happening on certain parts of the engine with respect to vibrations or exhaust uh, gas temperature. So that movement from sort of pen and paper to actual collection of data must have led to quite a change at the maintenance control centres. Yes, this is a significant change. Uh, remember that uh, when even this was captured by engines, uh, there was a really uh, a, a scarce possibility that this could be monitored uh, live by the maintenance control center. Now we even have the capability through uh, SATCOM or through uh, even the ACAR system that it's, it has limitations, but we can transfer uh, live information from the engines and the aircraft, of course, alerts definitely to the ground. In the past, you have to wait till the completion of the flight and go in with a floppy disk. For those that you remember floppy disks or a CD or whatever means they had and retrieve that information and then put them in their devices in the lab and analyze the data. Now we can do that as the aircraft lands. We have the possibility to download all this data so the MCC or any other interested party can do that analysis fairly quickly. That was not not there in the past, it is there today and uh, in the near future, actually it's already happening with uh, certain OEMs and in certain parts of the world, you can even send this data live from the aircraft to the ground. So that possibility exists even today. So, since the use of health monitoring has become more or less widespread, what sort of benefits have airline operators seen from that? We had uh, our maintenance cost conference last week in Geneva and uh, one of the operators said that they had avoided about 35 AOGs, aircraft on the ground, during the period of, of a month. So this is significant because there, that means that they avoid paying uh, passenger compensation or any other penalties. They are better able to schedule the aircraft and meet the schedule that the aircraft has to uh, during during the day. So avoidance of uh, AOGs, uh, aircraft on the ground, is very critical. Where we are looking for is the avoidance also of uh, delays and cancellations throughout the system by using all this information that comes from the sensor. So instead of having a part that fails and then it takes significant time to allocate the spare part, find the right mechanic and install it on the aircraft, we know in advance where to route the aircraft, how to have that part on time there the person with the right technical skills to install that part on time on the aircraft and therefore avoid a cancellation. So by far better planning for an airline. 35 AOGs avoided, that's enormous. Yeah, that, and that was only for one airline. So it is really important. And so presumably, so that's obviously flight scheduling, but presumably maintenance scheduling has also changed for the better. Yes, yes. And this is going to change uh, because right now everything is part of what we call scheduled maintenance. So we have to do certain things at specific intervals. So we go in and we open up, let's say, a panel and we look and see if we can find something. It is significantly better to have a, a sensor, a device, something that tells us everything is working fine. You don't have to go and open that panel. Every time someone opens up a panel or something... 
there is a possibility that they can make a not make a mistake, but they can damage something and not return it to the 100% perfect condition. So like the painting may not be smooth because you remove a panel or, or, or a rivet and something similar. So all of this is obviously reliant on vast quantities of data, what we call big data now. And we talk about data-driven decisions. What exactly does that mean? Are those decisions still taken by people or not? Yeah, it's the human that will decide at the end. Of course, maybe in the future there will be automated decisions depending on what we are looking for. So what we do is, because of history, we start recording the performance of, of a part for quite some time and then we can start averaging this data and observing what conditions they are and then we can start seeing certain trends that means deterioration of what we are monitoring and then we can go and act. So in the past we had like one, two, three points that we could measure. Now we have a continuous spectrum of what we want to measure with a very high frequency and reliability for the data that we collect and that provides us significantly higher understanding about what is going on and that helps us make by far better decisions at the end of the day. So data is already making a big difference, clearly. What is coming next for health monitoring? I mean, I think we are in the beginning of uh, this journey and it will take quite some time to have an efficient use of, of an aircraft health monitoring system that it's uh, implemented worldwide. In order to achieve maximum efficiency in the system, it needs collaboration between the operators, between the manufacturers of the aircraft and the systems, and also the regulators, because at the end of the day, they are responsible for public safety. So now if we are allowed to dream about what this can mean to us is maybe in, in the future by observing what is happening we can find different ways that we can uh, monitor certain things and the way we let's say we have a shaft that it's rotating and there are three or two bearings uh, on it that support the shaft. So by observing different frequencies, we can know if it's the front bearing or the, the back, the rear bearing that provides us this change in the frequency. So we can send that part to the shop and tell them, given on this, on what we get from the data, we are sure that it is the front bearing that needs to be changed. So we go deeper and we don't only say that we just need to remove that part and find out what is wrong with it, but we can go even deeper and find out what is causing the change in the signal. And maybe, who knows, in the future, we can develop some repairs that can automatically be able to change and alter the system in order to make it back to its original condition. Kind of how in, in our body there are things that are happening on a daily basis, but the, our body goes and replaces cells continuously and this can hopefully happen uh, in uh, something in the future. This is of course dreaming but it's something that may be possible. Okay and in terms of the data flow itself do you see the possibility in the future of real-time health monitoring of the data going direct from the aircraft while in flight? Uh, yes, there is, a, there is a possibility for certain things. 
Actually, if we want to dream even more and we're talking about autonomous air mobility systems that they are not going to have a pilot in, we may be able to identify situations that they can be resolved because there will be a continuous flow of data from the vehicle to the ground and back on the vehicle so they can auto-correct for certain things. It's something, again, in the dreamland maybe right now, but it's not out of the question. So there is a possibility. There are some challenges. One challenge is the the cybersecurity of this data in case of transferring critical data and critical information. However, we are getting stronger by the day on this field, so I don't see that it will be a problem. There's also the amount of data that we need to transfer because right now we are limited in capability. So the existence of of satellite systems and other means, Wi-Fi on board, they should all help in transferring more data from the aircraft to the ground and vice versa. A quick personal question for you. The title of our podcast is The Sky is Not the Limit. If you could get rid of all the limits on one thing, what would that be? I think it will be time. I think uh, when human is able to break uh, the time limit and be able to say, okay, today I'm here, in in a split second I'm there, that will be the most exciting thing that we will ever be able to achieve. Fascinating stuff. Chris Markle, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. And that was Chris Markle, Head of Technical Operations at Yata, giving us his vision of the benefits of health monitoring and, of course, its evolution. Don't miss the upcoming episodes of The Sky Is Not The Limit. Subscribe to the podcast right now. We'll be back next month with more expert insight into data. Tune in then. The Sky Is Not The Limit. The Aviation Data Podcast by Skywise.